You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Organic Fitness Podcast. Okay, we're coming into the dog days of August right here, right now. In fact, when this comes out, it's going to be September. So, I'm going to be touching on four main topics in this episode. Okay, these questions have been pulled from people I'm currently training at the minute and the likes of questions sent in to me on DMs and private messages on social media, such as Instagram, Facebook, and Messenger. So the whole idea of it is we'll start off by touching on five healthy habits that I currently do every day. I could, I could have made it about 10, but we'll keep it short. We'll keep it to the five. We'll try anyway. The next would be a question that I got asked, and it comes up quite common, uh, my relationship status and why I'm single, and we'll be touching on it briefly because they're linked between the likes of fitness and health in it too. Then we have, moving on from that, we'll be going, things that I used to do that I don't do anymore that provide me with massive benefit in not only my fitness, but my health as well. And finally, wrapping up on the likes of what's going on in the veg patch at this point current moment and time okay so we get straight into the first question and that's five healthy habits that i do every day okay the first of which i have to say i can't stress it enough is i have protein in each meal okay it's not just because it's for muscle building i cannot emphasize it enough it's so important for the body without protein in the body okay we would not be able to function at optimal levels. We need it. We have to consume it from foods we eat. Okay, but there are much more nutritionally dense protein foods than others. Okay, the first of which I'll touch on the likes of a protein bar isn't my first choice, first preference. However, that's not to say that you shouldn't eat them at all. The likes of protein, it's satiating. It's going to keep you fuller for longer. It's going, especially if you're training and people are training on my CPOF program. They need to consume protein in their breakfast, okay? And if their protein target is the likes of 100 or 150 grams, depending on what current height and their current weight, they need to consume at least 30 to 35 grams per main meal, okay? At least, I mean minimum. So that's where you have to eat foods, whole foods, okay? For those that are training with me that eat meat, that's chicken, fish, turkey, egg, beef. Those contain all nine essential amino acids. You can get them, but you have to cook them or you have to have them in single ingredient foods without the likes of sauces. Why? Because that's then going to maximize the benefits for you when you are eating these foods. So give the example of some of them trained at the minute. They're finding it extremely difficult to hit their protein targets, but they're having, we'll call it, foods that wouldn't be recommended by myself or anyone else that's into food, nutrition, and healthy living lifestyle is mm. to like the cereals, whether it be Cocoa Pops, whether it be Weetabix, whether it be any of cornflakes, sugar pops, whatever. It doesn't have what the body needs. In fact, it just has carbohydrates. I know that's the body's first source of energy. But what you want to do and you need to do and hit your protein targets first before your carbohydrates, before the likes of your fats. And to touch on carbohydrates, carbohydrates is actually not an essential macronutrient because the body can run off fat. And that's one of the reasons why people sometimes do 
state that we should focus on carbs and we should focus on fats. Well, let's go in the line of a ketogenic kind of style um, diet. And that's something that I advocate. But we typically have no issue with most people that are trained in getting in the likes of carbohydrates because carbohydrates are found in every single food ingredient that's out there. Okay? Such as fruits, vegetables, breads, pastas, grains, nuts, and seeds also have small amounts of carbohydrates. But what doesn't contain carbohydrates is single ingredient protein foods. So that's important to note. So that's the first thing. So each one of my meals has protein, whether it be eggs, whether it be tofu, whether it be tempeh, whether it be chicken, fish, turkey, eggs, as I said. And you must consume that. Cheese is another one as well. But when you go into cheese, that also contains fats. So that's another one that is essential for the body. So we'll move on to the second. I feel like I'm going to yawn. The second of the healthiest tips. It's like nearly midday here. The second of the healthiest tips that I'm going to move on to is I tell myself that I can. I'm a major believer in positivity. I'm a major believer in the likes of affirmations. And some people believe in that and some people don't. Whether they write things down, they journal or not. The whole idea of it is if you tell yourself and be more positive, inevitably, that's what happens because thoughts become things and too many people and too much information out there at this moment in time is negative this, negative that. Death's here, who died? Do you know who's after having an affair? You've heard it all before. But when you tell yourself, I say I do this in the morning, first thing in the morning, I can, I will, I am going to be. And there's certain lines that I say and you can say it in a mirror, you can say it out loud and you can say it into anything that has a reflection but the whole idea of it is that you're looking yourself in the two eyes and you're staring yourself back you're looking at yourself and your eyes are gazing back and it's going to be and have that effect on the body that you have to believe what you're saying you can't just say it and say it in a confident voice say it in the fact that you believe it because what you believe in is what you inevitably become because you tell yourself you're not good enough, you tell yourself you're not strong enough, you tell yourself you're not gonna lose that weight, you inevitably are putting yourself in the, the rubbish bin. Real positive people start their day with things that benefit them, okay? And this is the next thing I'm moving on to. It's listening to the likes of the radio, listening to television. Or watching television. I just, those are things that I don't do anymore. I used to be a binge watcher of such TV programs. But that wasn't serving me. And that's not helping me. So what I did was. I eliminated those things. For those of you who know me really well. I don't have a television. I'm looking around here. I'm in the sitting room. Or in the TV, <laughs> the so-called TV room. And there ain't a TV to be seen. Why? Because TV is absolute rubbish. Do you tell me one thing that's not a television right now that I need to get a television? Sports. I watch either at the pub, I'm currently closed them out, or I can live stream on the laptop that's sitting here in front of me. Those are two things that massively benefit me. There's less time wasted. And it's often said that I don't have time to train. I don't have time to be healthy. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to hang out with you. If only there was more time. There's no more making of time. There's 24 hours in a day. There's 365 days in a year. You decide what gets done. Don't come up with goddamn excuses because excuses get you nowhere. And we'll move on to one, two, three, four. We'll move on to the fourth of the healthy habits that I hardly have and that I will be regimental on. 
or I'd be quite adamant on completing each and every day. Very rarely I wouldn't get or do these things each and every day. So 10,000 steps is something that's a minimum requirement for me. You might be able to say that it's easier for someone who works outside, but no point in saying it's easy or no point in saying it's hard for me. The whole thing about it is if you want it, you want 10,000 steps, you go ahead and do it. If you want to be fitter, you want to be healthier, you make the choice to get up in the morning, do your steps, and there's only so much you can do in a day. So make sure you make a priority and make sure your values are straight because that's the fifth healthy habit that I have. I've go about and I know what I want to achieve in a week. I know what I want to achieve in a year. I know what I want my business to be. I know where I want my family, my health, my relationships to be as well. And those are all set out on goal boards here in front of me. And I have positive quote boards too. And I'm a major believer in writing things down because when you write things down, it comes from the brain it goes on a piece of paper or a board in front of you. And once you see it in front of you, it makes it much more clear that you really need to set out what you want, work towards it. Not that every day is going to be perfect. No day is perfect. No thing is perfect. Nothing is perfect. The word perfect doesn't really exist. You're becoming the best version of you when you do this. And I get people to be healthier. I get people to be happier. And my message is for people to eat, grow, train, and be as positive as they possibly can. Because everyone wants to be healthier and everyone wants to be happier deep down. And the more things that you do on a regular basis that help you achieve that, the better you will become, the happier you will become inevitably. So that's that's just my message. And, and I often tell people just taking control of your free time to better yourself. Whether that be taking control of the morning to fit in your training, taking control of your spare time to make meal preps, taking control of the weekends to have the foods in the fridge, make the nut bars at the weekend. The whole idea of it is what you do on a regular basis determines your end result. Okay? There isn't anyone that gets fit and loses weight just by chance. And your body is a reflection of your standards. And that's why you can hang it around. It's like, like a medal. You can hang it around your neck and stick your chest out and shoulders back and tell yourself and, te- and, everyone, and have everyone to show and say, what I have right now in my, or on my, in my hands, in my hands, in front of me, is what I've currently done. If you want something more than you currently have, you got to push yourself. You got to do a little bit more. You got to fit in more training. You got to make healthier food choices. You need to find and put out this information or put, put the information that I put out or you find out into practice. You know the food you should be eating. They know the training you should be doing. You know that there's damn all protein and cereals, whether you're eating them or not, is totally up to you. You make the decisions. And that moves me on to my next point in relation to the likes of uh, single and relationship status. Okay, it's something that often gets asked or gets thrown in my direction just because Coleman is 29 and he'll be 30 in about 20-odd days. Just because someone else has something doesn't mean or necessarily mean that you should have that too. Whether it be a certain relationship status or it be a certain fitness level or a status such as having or owning a car or a house 
too many people look at other people and compare themselves. And when they compare themselves, they take away the joy of what you currently have right now. And there's loads of benefits to understanding that and realizing that you are what you are because that's what you've decided. You've decided to be in a relationship. You decided not to be in a relationship. And when you find the right person, you'll know. And with me personally, I don't want to settle. I don't want to settle right now for second best. I have standards in my fitness. I have standards in relationships. And I find it difficult to set time aside for that because I don't spend time at it. I, I, I find it difficult because I don't spend time at it. And then I can't complain about it because there's no point in complaining. Because if you complain and you do nothing about it, well, then that's a waste of time. And I'm a massive believer in not wasting time because time is something that can't, you cannot get back. There's no point in wishing for something. There's no point in praying for something because if you do nothing about it, nothing will really ever change. Like there's quotes that come to mind. If you don't change anything, nothing changes. And that's just like a metaphor for life. You can put it to relationship statuses or you can put it to your fitness. You can put it to your health. If you're not putting in the time, if you're not putting in the effort, how do you expect to get anything? How do you expect anything to improve? You need to focus in on what you do on a daily basis. And then if you're doing things on a daily basis to improve our relationship, to get into a relationship? Are you going to places that similar like-minded people go to? Are you going to, if you're into health, if you're into fitness, if you're listening to this podcast, which most of you guys are, the whole idea of it is you will find someone that has similar attributes and similar likings to the things that you do. And that's where you need to go. But don't do nothing. Don't complain and say, I wish this, I wish that, because that's no good. Wishing is for kids. You can have goals, you can have aspirations, but you need to do anything if you want it. If you want a fitter physique, you gotta do the things. I'm gonna break in the pen here. You've gotta do the things on a regular basis that help you get there. If you want a relationship, you've gotta go out. You gotta meet people. You gotta go on maybe blind dates. Ask people, do you know anybody that's also single in that, in this area, in another area, in a local town or a village? But remember that it is difficult. But just because something is difficult doesn't mean you shouldn't look, doesn't mean you shouldn't try. And that's my sixpence on people that ask or that are in a single relationship or anything close to so we'll move on to the third topic in relation to things that I used to do that I don't do anymore. And the first of which is I used to be afraid to say what I thought because I used to, I used to be as strong, I used to be as confident as I currently am right now. And I used to have firstly as many followers as I have now. And I appreciate each and every single one of you. The first thing that listen to this or anybody that I come into contact with and it's something that you can't control and you could put the coronavirus in relation to that i 
I can't control the, convo- the coronavirus or I can't control other people's thoughts. So there's no point in worrying about that. So when you worry about things that you can't control, it's time wasting again. There's so many similarities between fitness and health and things that I don't do anymore. And that's come not come about by chance. I have mentors. I have people that help me in all areas of life, growing, fitness, my business. And it's from their mentoring. And you don't have to have a paid mentor. There's loads of people out there to put out information, such as, I could say, myself, or people that you spend time with that benefit you. And it's typical people that have something or a little bit further on in their journey than you are, whether it be pieces of information or golden nuggets about fitness or health or mindset. It's about taking that on board. And if you value their information, it's something that you should try put into practice. And that's something that's really, really brought me from, we'll say from one level to the next or the step on the ladder in going in the right direction. So that's one of the first the main things that I that I used to do that I don't do anymore. I don't I'm not afraid of what people think. And the second one is uh this is this is a big one, especially living in Ireland, the likes of binge drinking every weekend. I used to be able to drink a whole lot of alcohol. In fact I never really liked the taste of alcohol, probably still don't, and Binge drinking was huge. It was just a social thing that everybody did, and just because everyone did it, and when I was when I was abroad, it was in Australia for a over a year, and that was something that was done on a regular basis. Never mind before I went to Australia, but it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like you couldn't imagine the amount of alcohol that was consumed, and I typically just drank for the effects. It wasn't for any other reason that. It kind of got me out of my own mind and it was a way of numbing. And I also found an alterations to this and training is one of them because when you train and when you are physically active, you have to concentrate and it gets you out of your own mind. It's a natural de-stressor that really helps me and helps other people that I train. And that's what I advocate. It's about replacing unhealthy habits with healthier ones that give you more benefits than negatives and there isn't too many uh benefits to drinking other than the social aspect but we talk about health and fitness and people being the best version of themselves and alcohol does the exact opposite to that so if you're drinking binge drinking heavily whether it be thursday friday saturday or midweek for that matter the whole idea of it is it's going to affect your mood it's a it's actually a drug it's going to affect your sleep it's an it's a depressant and for people that do it on a regular basis and expect to be the healthiest, the fittest, the version of themselves and to be all they can be or be as active and as positive and productive in a week and a day. Because if you drink at the weekends, it'll be Friday and Saturday or a couple of glasses of wine and then expect training or to be at, as, at a peak at 100, you given a 10 out of 10 on a Monday, then you're fooling yourself and you're the easiest person to fool. So I, I have to emphasize that alcohol is overconsumed in abundance, especially by Irish individuals, which the majority of the listeners are. I have some listeners in the 
foreign as well, but it's in excessive amounts that people drink it in, in Ireland. And if you're hanging around with people who are constantly drinking and you don't want to do that, then you have to separate yourself from those type of people for your own benefit. I'm not saying cutting them out completely, but I'm saying that the whole idea of it is if you want something that you don't currently have, you really need to cut out the things that are negatively affecting you being all you can be. And that's another thing that I don't do anymore. I don't hang around with people who are negative. I don't hang around with people who are constantly drinking. And I used to have, I, I could say, I used to have a, a hundred friends, but a lot of them were, you could call them just drinking buddies. They would say, Colin, you're going out the weekend, and i just hop to it. I had that kind of type A personality that I was all in or out. So I was binge drinking, and I was drinking as much as I possibly could, and I was a heavy alcohol, I was a heavy vodka drinker for, for more reasons than one. It was it was high percentage, and it did exactly what it said in the tin. It got me extremely drunk very quickly, and... And that's something I don't do anymore. I don't hang around with those people as much or as often. I don't go out as much. I, I do drink, but it, on occasions, whether it be family events, but it's definitely not every weekend and it's definitely a hell of a lot less than it previously was. Why? Because that's not the person I want to be. And if you want to be all you can be, you put in the healthy habits, you put in the practice, you put in the time. And that's something that I used to do that I don't do anymore. And now we're moving on to the next topic. And it is looking at screens before bed. I don't look at screens half as much before I go to bed. Why? Because this negatively affects my sleep. I do wear blue light blocking glasses if I do have to look at the phone, especially having an online business, which can be difficult at the best of times. And this also naturally increases my melatonin. So melatonin is the sleep hormone that... Another way I also increase my melatonin, just to briefly touch on that, is exposing myself to direct sunlight first thing in the morning. So when I do uh, get up, whatever time it may be, um, it's important to expose yourself to the sun. Sun has vitamin D, and vitamin D is only produced when the body is exposed to direct sunlight, and that's without sun cream. So that's when been asked in a previous question on Instagram, so I just wanted to touch on that briefly in this uh, podcast. So you have to expose yourself and importantly to do it in the morning because it increases melatonin and secondly to do it without the use and blockage of sun cream. And first thing in the morning, the sun is not a hot or an excessively hot temperature so it won't cause negative effects to the likes of your skin. So that's in relation to melatonin and reducing the likes of, uh, effect, of effectiveness on it's low production when I do look at screens because bright lights in the evening affect the body's natural rhythm cycles, which I have a major believer on, believer in is sleep. Sleep is so important. It affects hunger hormones, it's satiating hormones. And if you're getting enough sleep, your moods are then, and your hormones are much more regular, whether it be a male or a female, different hormones in each and every one of either a male or a female. So that's important to know too. And the final of the things that, I'll touch on in the things that I used to do that I don't do anymore. I don't do things at random. I don't go and do training 
at random times. I have a set time that I train. It's typically the evenings that suit me for this spell that I'm currently in now during the end of during this lockdown period or Corona. The whole idea of it is that's the time that suits me directly after work. And if I am to switch up my train, I would train in the mornings and I would put my things and set out my foods accordingly to that. So I don't eat foods at random. I don't haphazardly hope and wish that when I come home that there might be foods here or there might be foods there. If I don't do the shopping at the weekends and get the spices, the likes of the yogurts, the likes of apples, fruits, pastas, grains, oats, flavins, porridge, organics, the whole works. If I don't have those in the fridge at home, I'm going to eat whatever the hell is here. And typically then what we reach for is high energy, high calorific food. Okay, that's what happens. Because the body needs food, and the first thing your body will go for is high calories if you haven't eaten adequately that day. So that's very important because most people, I must stress this, most people undereat in a day. We'll undereat in the morning because we don't prioritize it. So you have to prioritize your foods first thing in the morning and at lunchtime. And then you're less likely to binge eat in the evening because that's when most people go haphazardly and they'll eat the kitchen sink, they'll eat the cupboard, they'll eat the whole fridge, the door, the table, and everything else in between. So that's what I get people to do. And it's having balanced meals. I help people to have a balanced protein, balanced fats, and balanced carbohydrates in the three main meals and even in their snacks. I'll just give you an example of a balanced snack. would be yogurt, fruit, and the likes of maybe cacao or maca powder would be a lovely one in there too because it's high antioxidants and a mess. I love them too. I like to taste those. But that's just one example. And you can get those on the go. That's typically my go-to snack if I was traveling and I was short of firstly protein and fats and the likes of those two types of supplement powders that can be got at any fell food shop. Get them in Italy, get them in Super Value. And those are things that you can get on the go whether you have planned it or not. Those are quick, that's handy. And then we'll just finally finish on the final topic and wrapping us up on the final of the veg uh, what's going on in the veg patch so with the season starting to change we're coming into the winter months september now we're taking out cucumbers and we're putting in oriental salads oriental salads are the tastiest salads you're ever going to taste why because they have massive antioxidants. Antioxidants are linked with flavor. So if you long listen to the podcast, you know all about antioxidants and their health benefits of de-stressing. Okay, can it help their body increase its performance as well as they're tasty. They're linked with flavor. Who the hell doesn't want to eat organic, tasty? And organic is higher antioxidants if you haven't or you didn't know that bad boy already. So the tomatoes are still going strong. Leeks are coming into season. Yes, they are. They're a bit of a slow crop, part of the onion family, and they're massively high in fiber, which is good for gut health. And a type of fiber called inulin, I'm a massive believer in that, okay? And there's another crop going to be coming up very soon. We'll be talking about it on this podcast in the near, near future. Stay tuned for that. It is yakon, okay? It's a superfood. It's a new superfood that I'm going to be introducing to the Irish market. If you haven't heard about it before, I mentioned it once, I think, on this podcast. But it's something that you will be hearing more about because it has a massive benefits due to the fact that it's sweet to taste yet doesn't have the negative effects of raising your insulin level, raising your blood sugar levels. That's what it does because the likes of this fruit is typically grown in South America, but it's been able to be grown here in the likes of Ireland too. It's suited to this climate 
And I'm a massive fan of it. It tastes, it's also known as a ground apple because it's like it's grown underneath the ground like a spud. Take it out of the ground, you harvest it in late October, comes out and you peel it. And then it's just like a melon. My mouth is watering here and <laughs> we'll leave it at that. This being the podcast touching on healthy habits, okay? Having protein in each meal, telling yourself positive things first thing in the morning, okay? Not listening to radio, listening to audiobooks. I didn't even mention I much prefer to listen to an audiobook, and that's what I do from going from A to B, and getting rid and reducing down the likes of your television time. 10,000 steps, massive one, because 3,300 to 500 calories are burned when you get your 10,000 steps. Chalk that down for a win. Okay, goals boards, if you're not doing it, I highly recommend it. And the likes of your body being a reflection of the standards that you currently have with yourself. So those are the likes of the topics we've covered in this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. As always, if you did enjoy the show, I'd massively, you'd be like, you'd be doing me a big favor. If you just shared it, share it with one person. That's it. It's just my message today. So stay classy. Stay tuned and keep it organic. You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast.